Bible, please take your Bibles and turn with me at this time to the Old Testament. We're in the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings chapter 4. Uh, You'll find that uh, on page 361 in your pew Bibles. Our message series is called Famous Mothers in the Bible. And you say, it's not Mother's Day, that's next week. Yeah, but we've got a missionary speaker next week, so we're getting advance notice. We did a Mother's Day message last week and, and one this week. Two for the price of one. Uh, famous mothers in the Bible. We are working our way forward through the Bible. We've been looking at various famous mothers along the way. We pick up one or two of them each year. Last week, we looked at the widow of Zarephath, and uh, we saw that she was unnamed in Scripture. Today, we come to another unnamed woman. Uh, We only know her as the Shunammite woman. And as we mentioned last week, these two women, the widow of Zarephath, the Shunammite woman, they form a pair uh, there are a number of very interesting parallels and contrasts between the two. Uh, but for our purposes, we saw last week that the widow of Zarephath was an example of hospitality for us. An example of hospitality. And remember, as we said, although these are messages about mothers, they are not messages simply for mothers. They're for all of us. Uh, we look at these principles and we apply them to each of our lives. So we saw the example of hospitality last week. Today is We come to the Shunammite woman, we're calling her the determined mother. I like that, the determined mother, uh, an example of determined faith, determined faith. Let us pray for the message together. Dear God, as we uh, open your holy word together, we pray now that you would speak to us through your word, Uh, Lord, that you would challenge us in our own faith to be steadfast and resolved in all that we do for you. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. So do you consider yourself a determined person? Is that part of who you are? Are you steadfast in your faith? Or do you find that you kind of give up too easily at times? We've all been there, right? Godly determination and resolve are positive qualities that God calls us to emulate in our lives. God himself is steadfast and determined. The Bible proclaims it repeatedly. His steadfast love endures forever. In fact, you go to Psalm 136, you'll find that repeated 26 times in 26 verses. And so God the Father is steadfast and determined. Jesus was determined. The Gospel of Luke tells us that as the time approached for him to be taken up into heaven, that Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. I love the way the Amplified Bible translates it. He steadfastly and determinedly set his face to go to Jerusalem. God the Father is determined. Jesus is determined. The Holy Spirit is also steadfast and determined. Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, I will ask the Father... And he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. And the Holy Spirit is steadfast in his love for you. He is determined to be with you forever. And so now we come to the Shunammite woman in our passage today who was a determined mother. And she serves as an example for us to be steadfast, determined, persistent, persevering, unwavering, unswerving, completely committed and dedicated in our faith. 
Godly determination is a good thing. And so we should determine to be determined. Okay, right. So we're going to take a look at the Shunammite woman now. We're going to look at uh, her story and uh, see what we can learn from her example. There's an outline in your worship guide. I encourage you to take that out at this time. It will help you to follow along with the message. Uh, But when we first meet the Shunammite woman, we immediately see that she is a woman who is determined to help others for God. Not just help others, but she's determined to help others for God. And we know this because she not only helped Elisha, but she specifically helped Elisha out of reverence for God. Look at verses 8 through 10 with me now as we get started. One day Elisha went to Shunem, and a well-to-do woman was there who urged him to stay for a meal. So whenever he came by, he stopped there to eat. And she said to her husband, I know that this man who often comes our way is a holy man of God. Let's make a small room on the roof and we'll put in it a bed and a table, a chair and a lamp for him. And then he can stay there whenever he comes to us. So Elijah uh, strikes up a relationship with this woman and and her family. First, she just urges them to stay for a meal. This becomes a recurring act of hospitality. Eventually, the woman convinces her husband. She's determined, right? Says, let's put a room together for him and, you know, where he can stay when he comes. And, And then we discover her motivation for helping Elisha. Why does she do it? She does this because he is a holy man of God. She is helping him out of reverence. For God. Another way we know that this woman was determined to help others for God is because she didn't ask for anything in return. That's why we know that her motives were pure. She's doing it for God. Look at verses 11 to 13. One day when Elisha came, he went up to his room and lay down there. And he said to his servant Gehazi, Call the Shunammite. So he called her and she stood before him. Elisha said to him, Tell her, You have gone to all this trouble for us. Now, what can be done for you? Can we speak on your behalf to the king or the commander of the army? And she replied, I have a home among my own people. In other words, Elisha is grateful for her hospitality. He says, what can I do? Can I put in a good word for you Uh, with the the ruling authorities? Wouldn't you like that for someone to put in a good word with you as someone who can make things happen, right? She says, I've got a home. I'm here, I'm I'm among my own people. In other words, she's happy. She's content with what she has. She is happy to help others for God, and so she does not want or need anything in return. But you know what? God chooses to bless her anyways. We see this next, verses 14 to 17. What can be done for her? Elisha asked. He still wants to help. And Gehazi said, well, she has no son, and her husband is old. Then Elisha said, call her. So he called her, and she stood in the doorway. About this time next year, Elisha said, you will hold a son in your arms. No, my lord, she objected. Don't mislead your servant, O man of God. But the woman became pregnant the next year, about that same time. She gave birth to a son, just as Elisha had told her. 
Elisha wants to help her in some way. When he learns she doesn't have a son, her husband's old, so she's not going to have one by natural means, he calls her. He says, you're going to have a son. You're going to be holding a son in your arms this time next year. She goes, no, no, don't get my hopes up. It's not that she doesn't want the son. She doesn't want to be disappointed. But God blesses her. She becomes pregnant, and God blesses her with the birth of a son. The Shunammite woman was determined to help others for God. But you know what? She was also determined to obtain help from God. This is another important example for us to look at and follow. Determined to obtain help from God. And one of the ways we know this is when she didn't stop trusting God when her son died. Look at these next verses with me now, 18 to 21. The child grew, and one day he went out to his father, who was with the reapers. My head, my head, he said to his father. His father told the servant, carry him to his mother. And after the servant had lifted him up and carried him to his mother, the boy sat on her lap until noon. And then he died. She went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and then shut the door and went out. So this is similar to what we saw last week, right, with the widow of Zarephath, the Shunammite woman's son grows ill and dies. But rather than blame God, rather than turn away from God, She is determined to obtain help from God. Did you notice where she puts her son when he dies? She goes up to Elisha's room. She lays her son in Elisha's bed, exactly like Elijah did with the widow of Zarephath's son. Perhaps she'd heard of what Elijah had done for this other mother, in need. Either way, this is a sign of trust in God that he can help her in her time of need. Too often, people stop trusting God when things go wrong. We turn away from God at the precise time when we need him the most. But you see, the Shunammite woman didn't make that mistake, did she? The worst thing imaginable has happened to her. Her son has died, but she did not stop trusting God. In fact, instead of running away from God in her time of need, what do we see? She goes running right after him instead. Look at verses 22 to 26. She called her husband and said, Please send me one of the servants and a donkey so I can go to the man of God quickly and return. Why go to him today, he asked. It's not the new moon or the Sabbath, grumpy dad. It's all right, she said. She she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, lead on. Don't slow down for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of, of God at Mount Carmel. And when he saw her in the distance, the man of God said to his servant Gehazi, look, there's the Shunammite. Run to meet her and ask her, are you all right? Is your husband all right? Is your child All right. Everything is all right, she said. And so after laying her son in Elisha's bed as an act of faith, 
She is determined. Determined to get to Elisha as quickly as possible. She calls her other and says, I need a servant and a donkey. I'm going right now. He questions her. He tries to put her off, but she will not be deterred. Notice she doesn't even tell her husband that their son has died because she does not want anything to get in the way of her getting to God. She saddles the donkey. She tells the servant, let's get going. Don't slow down unless I tell you. We are moving here. Everything here speaks of urgency and haste. Even Elijah, when he sees her in the distance, he says to Gehazi, run, find out what's going on. Gehazi asks her, is everything okay? Are you okay? Your husband is the child. Okay, but you know what? She doesn't want Gehazi, okay? Gehazi is just the servant. She wants Elisha. She is on a mission. She is in full mama bear mode, and nothing is going to stop her now. And why is she so determined to get to Elisha? Because Elisha is God's prophet. And she knows right now she needs God. She is determined to get to God, and right now Elisha's the ticket. Right? Jesus hasn't come yet. And so right now God's appointed prophet is the mediator. He is the go-between. No one else will do. She is determined to get to Elisha, and then she refuses to leave Elisha once she gets there. Look at the next verses, 27 to 30. When she reached the man of God at the mountain, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi came over to push her away, but the man of God said, leave her alone. She is in bitter distress, but the Lord has hidden it from me and has not told me why. Did I ask you for a son, my Lord, she said? Didn't I tell you don't raise my hopes? Oh boy, now Elisha knows what's going on. Elisha said to Gehazi, tuck your cloak into your belt, take my staff in your hand, and run. If you meet anyone, do not greet him. If anyone greets you, do not answer. Lay my staff on the boy's face. But the child's mother said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I am not leaving you. So he got up and followed her. As surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. Those are the exact same words that Elisha spoke to Elijah, when Elijah tried to get Elisha to leave him before being taken up to heaven. Three times Elisha spoke those words to Elijah, and now she speaks those words to him. Elisha refused to leave Elijah's side, and now the woman refuses to leave Elisha's side. Now, I wouldn't want to be in Elisha's sandals at this moment, okay? This mother is not happy. She didn't ask for a son. Uh, She lets Elisha know it. Uh, She is not going to take no for an answer. Elisha says, Gehazi, run, run, get there as fast as you can. And this is in very sharp contrast to what we find in the New Testament with Jesus Remember when Lazarus died and and Jesus heard about it? Did they run there as fast as they could? Jesus said, no, we'll wait four days. Nice, slow, leisurely approach because that's Jesus. And Elisha is a mighty prophet, but he's not Jesus. Gehazi races 
to the boy. Elisha and the boy's mother followed behind. The Shunammite woman was determined to help others for God. She was determined to obtain help from God. And then thirdly, she was also determined to give God the glory. First of all, she waited patiently for God to act. Look at verses 31 to 35. Gehazi went on ahead. He laid the staff on the boy's face. There was no sound or response. So Gehazi went back to meet Elisha and told him, the boy is not awakened. When Elisha reached the house, there was the boy lying dead on his couch. He, he went in, he shut the door on the two of them. And he prayed to the Lord. Then he got on the bed and lay upon the boy, mouth to mouth, eyes to eyes, hands to hands. As he stretched himself out upon him, the boy's body grew warm. Elisha turned away. He walked back and forth in the room. Then he got on the bed and stretched out upon him once more. The boy sneezed seven times and opened his eyes. Notice there was no immediate answer to this woman's prayer. Right? First Gehazi tried, but he came back and said, it's not working, it's not happening. And then she had to wait till they got there, and then she had to wait some more. When Elisha goes in, he shuts the door. She can't even see what's going on. Shuts the door and her and Gehazi. And now Elisha prays. We don't know how long he prayed for, but he prayed. Then he stretches himself out on the boy, similar to what Elijah did last week with the uh, widow's son. And we're told the, bo- the boy's body grew warm, but he still didn't awaken. Now Elisha gets up. He walks back and forth around the room. More time. Finally, he goes back to the bed. He stretches himself out on the boy a second time. This time, the boy sneezes seven times, and he awakens. Folks, that's a whole lot of waiting. God often works in mysterious ways behind closed doors where we cannot see what he is doing, but he is working nonetheless. And as is so often the case with us, God was working while the woman was waiting. And then she gave God the glory for returning her son. Look at verses 36 and 37. Elisha summoned Gehazi and said, Call the Shunammite. And he did. And when she came, he said, Take your son. Notice what she did first before she took her son. She came in, fell at his feet, and bowed to the ground. Then she took her son and went out. This is only the second time in Scripture we find someone raised from the dead. And this woman's heart must have been so full of joy. I'm sure all she wanted to do was to hug and hold her son. But she was determined, determined to give God the glory first. And so she falls at Elisha's feet. She bows low to the ground out of reverence for God. And then she takes her son. You might say, well, of course she gave the glory to God. God just did this amazing miracle for her. But you know, it doesn't always happen that way, does it? Remember in the New Testament, remember the ten lepers that Jesus healed? Ten were healed that day. Only one returned to thank the Lord. And too often, when God answers our prayers and we've received what we asked for, we forget to give God the praise and the glory. Once again, the Shunammite woman did not make that mistake. She was determined to give God the glory. 
Now, the story of the Shunammite woman and her son ends there. So you might think that that's where the Shunammite woman's story ends as well. But if you jump forward four chapters now to chapter 8, we get one more glimpse at this remarkable woman's life. And once again, what is the defining characteristic we see? We see her determination and resolve in action. And this time we see her determined to trust and obey. First up, we see she leaves her home and her land at God's command. Verses 1 and 2. We're in chapter 8 now, verses 1 and 2. Now, Elisha had said to the woman whose son he had restored to life, Go away with your family and, and stay for a while wherever you can, because the Lord has decreed a famine in the land that will last seven years. The woman proceeded to do as the man of God said. She and her family went away and stayed in the land of the Philistines seven years. So God, through Elisha, gives her a heads up. Famine's coming. Take your family, leave your home for seven years. Can you imagine if God told you to just up and leave your house and property and move to, say, Nebraska for seven years? You don't know anybody there. You don't know where you're going or where you're going to stay. There's no time to sell your property. There's no one to look after it. You just get up and go and you leave your home to time and chance and the inevitable squatters. That's exactly what this woman did. It's similar to when God first called Abraham, right? The Shunammite woman leaves her home and her land in obedience to God's command. She believed God's word through Elisha And so she obeyed God's command and went. But then, and we we saw this earlier in her life, then God in his providence made sure that she received it all back again and even more. Look at our final verses now, three through six. At the end of the seven years, she came back from the land of the Philistines. She went to the king to beg for her house and land. The king was talking to Gehazi, the servant of the man of God. And it said, tell me about all the great things Elisha has done. And just as Gehazi was telling the king how Elisha had restored the dead to life, the woman whose son Elisha had brought back to life came to beg the king for her house and land. And Gehazi said, this is the woman My lord, the king, this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. The king asked the woman about it, and she told him. Then he assigned an official to her case and said, Give back everything that belonged to her, including all the income from her land from the day she left the country until now. I love this woman. She's a fighter. Right? She's not going to let any setbacks get her down. She is determined to fight for her family. She says, I'll go to the king if I have to. I'm going to go to the king and beg for my house and my land. And God and his providence makes sure she gets it all back and more. Because you see, when she arrives, the king just happens, right, to be talking to Gehazi. And the king just happens to ask Gehazi, tell me some of the things Elisha did. And Gehazi just happens to be getting to the story. There's so many things Elisha did. He just happens to be telling that story about the Shunammite woman and her son when they arrive. 
And I, I, I think he's as startled as anybody. He said, this is her. This is the woman. This is who I stopped. This is the boy. This is the one that Elisha raised in the dead, from the dead. And the king says, tell me about him. She tells him her own story. He assigns a specific official to her case, telling him to make sure she not only gets her home and land back, but all the income from her land for the past seven years. When was the last time you called up customer service for something? And they said, you know what, Mr. Fowler, I'm assigning a specific agent to your case. He's not going to do anything else. He'll be at your house in the morning. He's going to walk around with you until this matter is resolved. We're going to make sure you get everything back and more. Has that ever happened to you? That never happened to me. Happened to the Shunammite woman. Now, did all of these things just happen? Of course not. God was watching out for her. This is similar to the story of Esther in the Bible, right? Where God is not directly mentioned, and yet it's so obvious, it's so clear. He is the one who's directing all of these events behind the scenes. The Shunammite woman was determined. She was determined to trust God and obey, even when it cost her her home and her land. And God in his providence made sure that she received everything back and more. It's like Jesus promised us in the New Testament. He said, no one who leaves behind family and home and land will fail to receive that, that and more back in this life and the next. Now, as we said earlier, God is determined in his steadfast love for you. I want you to know this morning also that God is determined to save you. God the Father determined to send his only son into the world. Jesus was determined to go to Jerusalem to die on the cross for your sins. The Holy Spirit is determined to make you more like Jesus and to fit you for heaven. God is determined to love you, to save you, and to bring you safely home to be with him forever through Jesus, his son. God is steadfast and determined, and he calls you to be steadfast and determined as well. Steadfast in prayer. Steadfast in resisting temptations. Steadfast in seeking and serving Jesus. You know, as Christians, we have more reason to be determined than others. And we should be marked by determination and resolve rather than quitting at the first sign of trouble and throwing in the towel. We give up way too easily. We give up too easily in prayer. We give up too easily when it comes to temptations. We give, an, give up too easily when it comes to persevering and growing in our faith. A little determination goes a long way. So determine to be determined. Because God is our God. 
He is sovereign. Through Jesus, he has promised to watch over you, to take care of you, to answer your prayers. And therefore, we can be people of faith, trusting God and persevering through the various trials that come our way. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Dear God, we thank you that you are a steadfast and determined God. Otherwise, Lord, we would be lost. We need you so much. We thank you for the Shunammite woman and her determination in so many areas of her life. And Lord, how she serves as an example and an encouragement to us today. That especially in and through Christ, we can be determined in our lives. And that you can help us to persevere. Help us to be the people of faith that you have called us to be. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.